Welcome to From the Field to the Fans podcast. I'm your host, uh, Kisam Ramirez. Joining me, senior sports reporter Matt Kurvitz. We, Texas State doesn't play football this weekend. Uh, they have a bye week before its game against Lafayette. But we're still covering the team. We still think there's a lot to be talked about. This episode in particular, why we don't have a team to preview, it's going to be a state of the Bobcats, really. Where are they heading into their first open week against Lafayette, a big opponent before the conference season? How are they? We're going to discuss their defense, their new changes that they've made, the offense, and then eventually we're going to talk about can this team dig themselves out of this hole? But we'll start with the defense. Last in the country in scoring defense, 126, which is second to last in total defense. Behind Only SMU's worse in that regard. Now John Thompson, defensive coordinator, resigned Sunday, Sunday night, and they've had two practices in to kind of acclimate uh, to the interim defensive coordinator, which is Brad Francione, uh, Coach Dennis Francione's son. What do you, what, what's going on with this defensive unit as it currently stands? There's a lot of disarray right now. They're hurt. They're not playing well. Their star players aren't playing well on defense. It's not looking good. Um, I would like to hear more about this Thompson resign. All I've heard is that he just decided by himself that he wanted to go. But Francione, little, little Brad Francione, doesn't sound too bad. I think it could be a lot worse. He's definitely right under his dad. I think this could be a jump start to his career. Could be a blessing in disguise for Brad Francione. He he told me uh, Wednesday night that at practice that he's been waiting for this opportunity for his whole life. At 18, he said, this was my dream. I wanted to be a defensive coordinator. This is what I want to do. He, obviously, he also said, I didn't expect you to be under these circumstances, but he looks ready. He's energized. And the thing that the defense is saying repeatedly over two practices, mind you, it's only two practices, and there's still a lot of time left to see what changes. But new things are coming, and they're focusing on energy and accountability. And that's what Francione's bringing he, unlike Thompson, Thompson, you know, as you said in your practice reports before, he's, he's very vocal. But the Francione's a little different in the, sac- in the sense that he's not necessarily – I don't. they're both equally vocal, I would say. It's just Francione's not as necessarily yelly or something like that. And he's also tries to derive from the team, whereas if Thompson had a different style and approach. It's a different style and approach. That's all it is, and that's what they're going with. Thompson's resignation, as it was reported, was his decision – um, he just decided it was time, and it was only one and a half seasons into his tenure. Very interesting timing. It gives Texas State two weeks, essentially, to kind of change their system and find a working solution for Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like Brad. We'll see what happens. It's interesting that Brad Francione is a defensive coach, all defense, and his dad is offense. You usually don't see that. I would see him following in his dad's footsteps, but maybe his goal all along was a coach beside his dad. Who knows? I'm glad you mentioned that because we talked about before the podcast too. Coach Dennis Francione's teams, he's a very offensive-minded coach, have trended towards the offense, offense obviously, and they've had teams of Pittsburgh and Alabama and teams that just off, score a lot of points, put a lot of yards, and that's Francione's team. The focus on defense is on the defensive coordinator. Uh, Brad Francione told me Wednesday, too, that he saw his dad do that, and he just thought it was more interesting and more compelling to go defense. It's just something that always interested him. He likes the 11 pieces trying to do a chess – he called it kind of manipulate them to find a solution, which is hard to do in a college football landscape that's already spread football-minded anyway. I asked him, too, is is it kind of like hard to do this when everyone's just focusing on points and points and points? And Fran was like, yeah, but that's what makes it fun. And the thing that's also interesting, too, more some backstory. Brad Francione spent the last five years linebackers coach, special teams coordinator, too, 
uh, coach, head coach at Blinn Junior College also. He was a quarterback in high school uh, as well, offensive-minded, and then he switched to defense in his sophomore year, kind of changed the way he perceived the game. And it's going to be – it seemed to bring some energy and optimism, at least I can say, for this unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that he played quarterback in high school and now he's defensive-minded, he's a, it sounds like he's a really well-rounded coach. And you could, I could see him being a head coach some, somewhere in the future and having his dad right there, giving him advice. He could be a good coach somewhere. Maybe Texas State? Who knows? If you're expecting these radical changes, though, to this defense, like changing the entire formation, you don't expect that. For the most part, all intents and purposes, this unit would be very similar to what we see. There's going to be some changes. They call it not necessarily simplifying, but clarifying and trying to streamline the things defensively to where the defense isn't as complicated as it was, I guess another way to say it. And they had some problems with uh, Thompson, under Thompson, that the defense would look for signals and they'd be like, what's going on? And then that split second of hesitation would cause the opposition to just blitz them and just beat them. And then that split second op makes them go slower, kind of question themselves. What they want to do with Brad Francione is play quicker, faster, simpler, and with more confidence, less doubt. That's what they want with this defense. And they're just going to tinker some things, trying to – put some little Brad Francione flair, not necessarily Thompson, just very different minds, and just keep going. But you can't change the entire defensive structure three weeks into the season when you've installed months of defensive things. So, like, that's the problem at hand, and that's what we're looking at for this defense. And a lot of times they get to the ball, they just don't make the tackles. you got guys who are in one-on-one situations, which happens a lot when you face these spread offenses mm-hmm. like Houston and Southern Miss. You're going to get a lot of one-on-one opportunities, and – just missed tackle after missed tackle. When I talked to Thompson. That was the number one thing he told me is the tackling is a huge concern, and it's got to get better. To kind of support Francione, because they're losing a defensive coordinator. Ashley Ambrose is now doing safeties and cornerbacks. Francione, they're all kind of collectively coming together to man this defense that needs to. And I'll end it with this. I asked him five weeks in the season, you're interim. Are you ready for this challenge? And he said, am I ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this my whole life. So if that says anything, the defense could be in good hands. Only time will tell, as uh, Dennis Francione said. That's seven minutes almost of defense talk. I feel like that's relevant. We've written so much about it, talked a lot about it. Until it becomes less of a thing, we're going to talk about it. But the offense is still there, too. Tyler Jones is still there. There's still some improvement. State of the offense as we currently see it, in your opinion. I think it looks, looks pretty good. It's not good enough to overcome the problems on defense. But when you got Tyler Jones averaging 244 yards passing and also averaging 70 yards on the ground, that's you can't complain with that. Tyler Jones has done his job. The running game, though, has been kind of a disappointment. Robert Lowe averages 61 yards a game. He has three touchdowns. But Chris Nuttall also has 31 yards a game. So you're getting about 91 yards a game from your running backs. That needs to, that's got to change. I know Tyler Jones has taken a lot of those yards, though. I agree with you totally on the running back. I mentioned in, in Houston, they've been almost non-existent. Chris Nuttall, one of the forces on the team, hasn't been very as good as they advertised. It's early, though. I'm not going to write him off. Rob Lowe, 1,100 yards, rushing yards last year, on pace for 700 this year. Tyler Jones is leading the team in rushing, and I think that's a problem going forward. You can't put that much load on him. He's already doing so much as a passer, as a manager, as a creator to put more load rushing to, to, hey, you have to lead the team for us to be successful, I don't think it'll work. 
long term. I think it just his body will break down. He can't take that much hits as a quarterback. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think their offense is one of the best in the conference. I think they can manage enough. They just need the defense to give them a little bit more than it has. It doesn't have to creep up into elite territory, but if it's anything near like the top 175 like it was last year, you're, you're all right. That's, that's what we're looking for. Like The defense just needs to do a little bit better. Yeah, the offense is doing it's doing better than they've been expected to. I think the offense is going to average more points than the men's basketball team will this year. Oh, man. That's some hot takes. <laughs> I put a couple of 50 points up there. <laughs> Southern Miss is I mean, not a bad <laughs> team that they've put 50 points on. That's a, I'm, Honestly, you may be. I mean, I think men's basketball will score more, but it's some, some games that you might see. I don't know. Yeah, I saw them on ESPN2 last year, but that's besides the point. Besides the, the point. The offense – is looking good. Tyler Jones could possibly be a first-team All-Sun Belt quarterback this year. The field goal kicking is looking good. The receivers, it's kind of spread out a lot. Um, the leading receiver is Jafis Gaines, who has 19 catches, and then Mercer's up there with 14. And the brothers, by the way, those two. And Best has 17, so it's pretty spread out. No one is really taking control of the number one receiver, which I don't think is a problem. I think Tyler Jones is just throwing to the open receiver. Offense, I think, is fine. Obviously, as we've already talked about, the defense is leaving a little bit to desired. One thing we did mention about the defense, though, before we wrap it up, seven injured defensive starters this week are not playing. That's a big toll. Three defensive tackles before Houston were hurt. Uh, Marshawn Dillon, the only remaining one that was healthy, was hurt. So Tim Gay was also missing that game. A lot of key rotational players on the defense were missing. And for me, there's not a lot of star power on this defense to begin with. So when you miss those key cogs, you're playing a lot of guys that don't know the system as well, not, not don't know the system as well, aren't prepared as well for the Division One climate, and it just things go down south. So Francione did say though Wednesday night that they would be ready next week with all likely most of them will be back. The injuries were not severe enough to take them out for long extended, so that that's also going into the, the timings there and everything. Um, one in three. The schedule is actually pretty tough this year. Southern Miss and Houston have looked pretty good. And I think both of those teams, maybe not Southern Miss, but Houston would definitely win the Sun Belt. That's not it. Don't even talk. Houston's on another class. They look great right now. They could be a Power 5 school in the future. Like, that's how good they are. Mm-hmm. They have a great coach, Tom Herman, coming over from Ohio State. He knows offense. Ohio State's not playing well. I think it's a coincidence. I think not. <laughs> I think he knows what he's doing. And the Sun Belt schedule is starting up, so we'll see how that turns out. We'll get a little more familiarity with all the teams that they're going to start playing. It's a new season for the Bobcats, as they always say. Conference season, one and three. Bye week, open week, another week after that. State of the Bobcats, are they in trouble? Where are they? What's the state of the union, I guess, of the Texas State Bobcats? They're in trouble. They're on the edge of the, of the plank, but they can still walk back. I think they can still recover, <laughs> still get – maybe not 500 now – like in the next two weeks. But over the next four weeks, they have some winnable games. A lot of them are on the road, which will be tough, especially Lafayette and those tough teams on top of the – Georgia the, Southern, Georgia Southern, Arkansas State. Arkansas State at the end of the season. It's, it's going to be tough to get back, but it's, it could happen. It's definitely possible. The season is not over. The sky is not falling. The pigs are not flying. Things are still okay for the Bobcats, but – it could go down south with a couple, a loss to Lafayette. Maybe even if they lost to South Alabama at home, that would be catastrophic because you'd be one oh, in yeah. five. Oh, there, yeah. Things could go south, but I think there's still room to make a bowl game. Um, they just 
the, the biggest thing for me, and we've talked about it, I've written about it, we're still going to talk about it until it's just beaten. It's a, The dead horse has been beaten, whatever. The defense just needs to give them something. That's all. Simple. That's what's all. Uh, boil it down. Changes. Streamlining. All these little little details that come into it. The defense needs to pull their weight, and the offense needs to just keep doing what they're doing. And this team will be in the right direction. They can be a top 100 defense, which is a long way right now. They they could do some damage in the Sun Belt. So don't fret. They're still. If you're like writing off the bowl games and you're thinking it, save that for three or four weeks down the line. See what they do against Alabama. South Alabama and Georgia Southern and Lafayette, then we'll be able to evaluate whether this team left out or whether they didn't. So that's our show for today. For Matt Gervitz, um, Kisem Ramirez, peace out. (laughs) 